he's going to sit in the Metropolitan Correctional Center, where the place that also houses accused terrorists and accused drug dealers, uh, and he'll be there as well uh, as an accused sex offender awaiting trial. What does it take to get a more in-depth look into the week's top local news story? The Debrief brings you inside for a one-on-one -on -one conversation with our reporters. Every week, right here, right now. The Debrief. Brought to you by Hackensack Meridian Health. Visit our partner site, nbcnewyork.com slash healthu, to help you on your health journey. Hackensack Meridian Health, life years ahead. I doubt any bail package can overcome the dangerousness to the community. Those are the words of a federal judge in denying the bail application for Jeffrey Epstein, the financier now who's facing serious federal charges, including sex trafficking. Hello, everyone. This is David Ushery, an anchor at 11 a.m. and 5 p.m. on News 4 New York, coming to you from our busy newsroom with this edition of the Debrief Podcast. And we've invited our senior investigative reporter, Jonathan Dienst, to be here with us because he's been covering the case of Epstein, including this most recent hearing on his bail. Jonathan, take us a little bit through that, and then we'll go backwards into the story of Epstein, but uh, what you witnessed in court. Yeah, the judge came right out and basically said, no bail. He said he did take a couple days to think about it. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein was hoping to go home to his uh, Upper East Side mansion with an ankle bracelet and private security guards, what prosecutors described as his gilded cage if the judge honored it. And the judge said, no way, I am not letting you out, no bail, you're a danger to the community, you're a risk of flight, I am not letting you out, and there is no bail package in my imagination that you could come up with so the judge that would satisfy yes. he was, uh, because he's uh, saying the allegations of child sex abuse are so serious and the questions of is he a repeat, repeat offender uh, is out there and that uh, he said that there's no level of bail that would satisfy the dangerousness uh, question and also risk of flight. I was 16. I was 16. I started going to him when I was like 14, 15, 14 turning 15. Here's a man worth half a billion dollars at least, private jets, homes overseas, uh, the, a fake passport, uh, the list goes on and on. The judge said uh, you're staying at the Metropolitan Correctional Center until trial. And Jonathan, you, you said to us, you explained to us in some of your in-house notes that the judge cited some evidence that FBI agents seized in their recent search here in the Southern District in this case. Some of the things that they found, photos, uh, they also had alleged victims testify just on the issue of bail. Right. Uh, so first the judge said during today's hearing that the testimony by two alleged victims swayed him uh, in making this decision that the stories that these women told about the alleged abuse that they suffered uh, was an example of what the judge is saying, no bail, we can't have this happen to anyone else. If you are a victim of Jeffrey Epstein, then you know what I know, he will never stop sexually abusing children until he is in jail. Uh, point number one, as for the evidence that was uh, found, uh, prosecutors say in a safe in his house, was a f passport uh, that's uh, from expired, Saudi, but uh, expired uh, but uh, from years ago, yeah. but from Saudi Arabia right. with stamps showing that it had been used. Mm -hmm. uh, that that is one, and the other is that there were photos of young girls in his safe. Uh, the defense says that passport was during a time when there were hijackings and kidnappings of wealthy uh, businessmen, including Jewish Americans and that he wanted a fake passport so when he traveled to the Middle East he would be safe. 
They say the stamps existed when he got it from the Saudis and that he never used that passport. The judge still said it, the existence of it was problematic enough. As for the pictures of underage girls found in his home, we are told they are nudes, but they are not considered pornographic. Therefore, that is why he has not been charged with additional child pornography possession counts. But nonetheless, the exist very existence of those photos being in his house, yeah. uh, problematic and uh, mentioned also during today's bail hearing. Trouble to judge. So when this broke here in what we say the Southern District of New York, the federal U.S. attorney prosecutor here, and you were covering it, it was initially difficult to kind of explain to those who had not been familiar with Jeffrey Epstein how this all unfolded. I had happened to read the Miami Herald and other reporting on this case a year or two ago, but it was incredible how you had to sort through this. So, Jonathan, in the state of Florida, Jeffrey Epstein is a registered sex offender. Take us through that history and how we get to this point a little bit. All right. So you, you have to go back to uh, the... Um early 2000s that Jeffrey Epstein was accused of abusing girls in his Florida mansion, also in New York, but the charges were brought out of the Southern District of Florida. He was able to cop a deal, uh, make a plea deal with state prosecutors there and basically say, I'll serve a year in jail and let all of the charges go. Instead of prosecuting a predator and serial sex trafficker of children, Acosta chose to let him off easy. When that deal was signed off on by the U.S. Attorney of Florida at the time, who was Trump's labor secretary, and we all know last week he resigned because of the criticism of such a lenient deal that was back for in someone who admitted years ago being a repeat child sex abuser. I do not think it is right and fair for this administration's labor department to have Epstein as the focus rather than the incredible economy that we have today. All of that took place, but yes, he was a, uh, as a result, he went to prison and he had to register as a sex offender. And uh, to this day, he is a registered sex offender. There were some questions as to whether he should have checked in whenever he was in New York mm -hmm. more often with the NYPD and with the court. There's arguments that, hey, he was a resident technically of the Virgin Islands where he also has a house. Mm. And therefore, since he's a resident there, he did not have to check in here. That debate is ongoing somewhat. Uh, but nonetheless, the prevailing wisdom is Jeffrey Epstein got a pretty good deal out of Florida and as a result was able to return the question. The key question that is in my mind and a lot of reporters' minds right now is, are there any victims now who say they were abused after he served that prison term. The defense has claimed all the victims who are stepping forward date to that previous time, pre before that 2008 conviction. They're arguing that, it was litigated already, more was, or less. It was litigated, and every victim you're hearing from are early to mid-2000s, and that since 2008, 2010, when Jeffrey Epstein went to jail and admitted he had a problem and uh, had committed these terrible crimes, that since then, he has behaved himself and been a good boy. We are waiting to hear from the FBI and the Justice Department with all these new victims, alleged victims who have stepped forward. Are any of them alleging it took place in 2012, 2015, you know, in recent time? Uh, we are awaiting that uh, explainer from the Justice Department. We're glad that the FBI is uh, as active as it is, and we think that the, the case now needs to go forward on the merits. Our clients will cooperate in every way possible, 
and we urge and they and we urge those who may still be wondering should I come forward should I be a part of this process yes you should you can trust the process you should come forward and help see that justice is done thank you Right. So it just was eye-opening for many people that uh, he'd been accused of this before. It was to the frustration of law enforcement locally, many police officers, uh, that this did not move forward. What changed for the U.S. Southern District? Uh, they are saying that it was because of the reporting by the Miami Herald. Mm. Reopening this case, raising story after story, detail after detail of victim accounts on top of saying what went on with this deal way back then and speaking to some of the players, it was investigative journalism going back to the law enforcement folks, going back to the court files, going uh, and detailing some of the really questionable decisions that were made at that time. Now, Mr. Acosta has said, look, we had victims who were afraid to testify, protections for victim testimony when they take the stand that at that time, there were not protections in federal court or in state court, for that matter. Under cross, they could be ripped apart. These were young women who were vulnerable. So what they wanted to do was get a conviction and get him registered as a sex offender and have him serve some jail time. It is, a, in some ways, an understandable argument. At the same time, when you look at the weight of the, the federal charges that could have been brought, and the amount of jail time if convicted. You're talking decades in prison mm. if he was convicted, if they charged him at that time. Right. And the, the question is, or the, you know, Acosta says it was a roll of the dice. I don't know if we would have won. But you know what? Anytime you go to trial, it's a roll of the dice. Right, right. You don't, uh, no conviction is guaranteed. Yeah. And the question is, at where, where do you strike that balance? And uh, there's a lot of questions about whether the right judgment was used in that case. And that debate continues at this hour, given everything we're learning now. And you also had state prosecutors, and they're trying to push back on his account as well. So, you know, we refer to him as a financier and wealthy, but then I'll read that, well, it's a little murky how he achieved his wealth. So do we know much about that? No, we don't. We're, we're, we're trying to find out how he made his money. Mm. Um, you know, there's this uh, relationship with the head of Victoria's Secret who says he had no idea about the sex uh, abuse allegations at the time he was uh, uh, mentoring and supporting Jeffrey Epstein and helping him build his uh, hedge fund business, if that's what it is. There's a former business associate who's alleging uh, impropriety in the finances from years back. Uh, but there's never been any formal criminal charge or even SEC charge that we're aware of. And, uh, you know, uh, huge contributions were made to certain charities and just a lot of questions out there mm. and exactly how the money was made. To date, the defense has not been able to detail the amount of money he's worth and where all of his assets are. Right? So we're still waiting and still working at it. All right. So you mentioned the weight of the charges, uh, sex trafficking and sex trafficking with minors, what, right. the, the two charges, but I, my understanding, probably 45 years if we were convicted on both. Well, he's 66 years old, right. so, you know, much, if convicted, he will spend, uh, you know, uh, a like good amount of time of yeah. in prison, perhaps the rest of his life, or certainly a good amount of it yeah. uh, moving forward, if convicted. Again, the defense is trying to make an argument which legal experts say probably doesn't carry uh, much weight, but they're saying he struck a deal with Florida U.S. Attorney with the Justice Department back then, and their belief was that it covered all of it. 
The problem is, is Florida's U.S. Attorney's Office can only speak for Florida's U.S. Attorney, cannot speak for the Southern District of New York, uh, you know, unless the whole main Justice Department, Department signed of off Justice, on it and right. the language was in there. And the language of that deal does not lay that out. It did not bind the U.S. Attorney's Office from filing right. charges in New York. It doesn't sound, at least at this time, that it, that's, it's an uphill climb for the defense. And understanding the well-known independence of the Southern District here in New York, uh, but at least this would have been run up the flagpole or higher ups, the Justice Department would at least know about this, correct? That's right. That's right. Yeah. All right. What's next for him? Next, uh, end of the month, July 31st, uh, status conference uh, in terms of trial date when we move forward and uh, various legal motions. But he's going to sit in the Metropolitan Correctional Center, the place that also houses accused terrorists and accused drug dealers. uh, And he'll be there as well uh, as an accused sex offender awaiting trial. Jonathan Dean, our senior investigative reporter. Thank you, Jonathan, for sorting through that for us. We want to thank you for listening. I'm your host, David Ushery. And we want to thank our producers and editors, Jesse Edwards, Liam McBain, and Ben Berkowitz, all from the NBC New York digital team. We'll see you next time on The Debrief.